Welcome to the Real Deal podcast with me, Larry Lawton. Wow, you can tell it's the real deal, right? My voice is gone, but I'm I'm dedicated to doing the show. And I, I said to somebody the other day, he says, Larry, just coming off a of vacation. He said, just came off a, a, a seven days in Cancun for my birthday. And I was at a place called uh, Playa Mojadas. And it's an excellent, say, resort in Mexico, Cancun. What a beautiful time. I got to say that. I got to say that service was top a nine. If you got one out of ten, I'd give it a 20 for the service. Food, eh, I'm not so impressed. Uh, but the service, the rooms, the, the, the whole facility, great. I mean, you can't get better. Food all you want. Do whatever you want, you know. It's crazy. When I come back, I say, I, I mean, I got no voice because, you, as you know, all know. Anyway, I'm a talker. Obviously, that's why I'm here. And the uh, so in the pool, they had a, a bar in the pool. Unbelievable. A bar in the pool. So in that pool, everybody, you know, uh, uh, got around and, and there was a bar at the end of the pool. Like it, like you literally sit at a bench in the pool. And, uh, you know, you're getting your mojitos, you're getting whatever you want for drinks, and it's all free, it's all inclusive. So you're up there drinking shots, doing this. It's just a crazy, crazy time. And I had uh, 31 people come out there with me to Cancun, and it was amazing. It really was. I had to thank them all uh, just to come on out and celebrate my birthday uh, to Cancun. And uh, shout out to the Cancun Resort, you know, Pretty good resort. Uh, could do a few things better. You know, I'm always looking at stuff. <coughs> Excuse me on this show for my, uh, for my uh, obviously uh, bad voice. But anyway, uh, sitting there and uh, a couple of things. You know, you're at the pool all day. You get to the pool around 12. Now, you know, two things struck me in that pool. You guys are going to laugh at this. You know, you're sitting around drinking, everybody's talking, doing shots, drinking beer. How much piss do you think is in that water right around there? I laugh. I walk right through it, and I say, I, you know how much piss I just must have walked through? I mean, just think about it. It's crazy, but it is what it is, obviously. You can't be in that uh, uh, area drinking that much booze and not pee in that fucking water. Can't do it. Sorry. It's crazy, but it is what it is. Uh, anyway, I met a great couple. A couple. One was a 29-year-old guy. He's in his residency to be a pediatrician doctor. And he's a little partier. And his girl, Victoria, she's in PR. She's real good, too. And they were on their ho honeymoon. Oh, we had so much fun with them. And they came in. And they're just good people. And you can see he's actually doing his residency in Mississippi. So, of course, I've been in Mississippi. But the only way I was in Mississippi is when I was in the prison in Yazoo. So, uh, in fact, I actually sent them books today. I'd said I'd send them books, so I did, and they gave us, you know, numbers of exchange. You know, that's the one place you really need to be a people person, is and that's in a resort like that, because it's really important that you connect with people. You learn what uh, uh, socializing is really about, what connections are really about, everything. So, if you're a young person out there. You never know where you're going to meet a connection, number one. That's a fact. I don't care who you are, where you've been. 
Nobody knows about that. Nobody. That's really important. Uh, and it, it's a talent. It's a talent to start talking to people. And you can see if they're interested in your story, uh, how to connect. You can always see who's the, uh, I call it the social butterfly of the group or the person that you want, it, that everybody gravitates. You know, there's an old saying, oh, he came into the room and the room lit up or he lit up the room. When he walks into a room, everybody turns. It, it's a way of, uh, of how a person's personality, how their body language, how their first words or no words could be, how all of that is taken in. And that's what's really cool about it. And I looked at that. You know, it's funny. I was watching the, the young girl and uh, Victoria and... No, not just looking at the bikini, of course. But no, looking at her play the room, play the pool. The pool was her room. You got to look at it that. It's not like, you know, you look at it and say, oh, where can I get the next connection to, to get a better job or to open my own company, do whatever I'm going to do. You never, one, you never know where you're going to get a connection. That's number one. You never know. I don't care who you are, where you've been. I never know. I've been on golf courses. I've been on... Uh, at a football game, sitting next to somebody, does not on a train, you just never know. You really don't. And that, to me, is is amazing. And it, and it also hones your own skills. You know, people always say, Larry, you know, uh, you know, you work a lot. Work a lot's an understatement because you're always working. You don't realize it. You're looking at a good interview. You're looking at uh, a person to help. You're looking at your program. You're looking at something. Uh, the next video, the next podcast, the next whatever it is. So I think that is pretty cool. And, and I'm enjoying it. You know, obviously, I enjoy what I do. I enjoy life. If I didn't, I wouldn't do what I do. That's number one. So that's really important. And I think everybody should enjoy what they do. I really do. That, you know, all the young people coming up, you're going to find a lot of stuff in your life. A lot of good, a lot of bad, a lot of, oh, career advice and all that. Someone asked me during this weekend, they said, Larry, can you give, give me, give me what's your one best piece of advice you'd give a young couple? And my one was, make sure you're happy. I didn't say her. I didn't say him. I didn't say your friends, your family. I said, make sure you're happy. Because if you're not happy, you can't make anybody else happy. Remember that. That's very important. You have to be happy before you can make anyone else happy. And, th and that's true happiness. And that's who you are. Uh, that's the job you work, the people you surround yourself with. They should be people that make you happy. The minute they don't, you shouldn't be around them. You shouldn't be near them. And I don't care if that's family or friends. People go, oh, that's cruel. No, 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 wait a minute. You got X amount of years to live on this earth. X amount, whatever that X is. Are you going to waste X amount of time in a place you don't want to be around people you don't want to be around? I hope not. I truly hope not. But sadly, people do. They totally, totally do. They go to functions and this and they say, oh, man, I hated this shit. I had to go to this shit. Why did you have to go to it? Why did you have to go? Now, I'm not talking about just you and some a family member having a riff, and you tell him to go fuck himself. He tells you to go fuck yourself. Uh, nah, I'm not even talking about that. 
I'm talking about people you know, the character, politics. Uh, uh, it's more the character. No, I, I shouldn't have said politics because that means nothing. I hang around with everybody, Republicans, Democrats, and I'm a libertarian. But I, we don't judge each other on our politics, if that makes sense. We don't want to do that, and nobody does. Now, you, you, you fight for your point. You try to make as much of a point as you can in whatever you're doing and go from there. And that is exactly what we do with the friends I'm around. And I hope you, as a person out there, do the same thing. And I want you to think about that no matter where you're at. Listening to this, if you're in school, you're at work, or you're in your office, your home, whatever you're at, evaluate your life like this. I evaluate relationships. If I am happy 70% of the time, then I'm very happy. I mean, that means you, you, you are in a positive way. You can make that 80%, 90%. There'll always be stuff you don't want to be happy about. That's just life, of course. But if you're not happy 50%, at minimum 50% of the time, 67, whatever your number is, get the hell out. Don't wait. Don't do it for the kids. <coughs> Excuse me. Don't do it for the kids. Don't do it for anybody. It's really funny. Hold one sec. We were talking about that at the, uh, at the in the pool with couples. You know, you have so many marriages that stay together for the wrong reasons. Oh, we're doing it for the kids. You know, that's such bullshit. If you think your kids are that naive, then you're, you're dumb to begin with. They're not. If you're having problems, your kids know you're having problems. Trust me, they know. Don't ever think for a second they don't know. They know. You think they don't but they pick up on everything you taught them from when they were a kid, from body language, eye movements, uh, hand gestures, uh, actual words. They know these kids and people are smart. So don't for one second think, oh, I'm going to hide it for my kids. We're going to do this for the kids. It's bullshit. You're probably not doing it. You're doing it for your own insecurities. Whether you're worried about the financial end if you leave a husband or a, or a wife. And that's bullshit. You shouldn't. You should do what makes you happy because in the present state, if you're not happy, now what? You're going to stay there for the rest of your fucking life? You're going to go do this and then look back at and now you're 65 and you go, what the fuck was I doing for the last 15 years of my life? The best parts of my life. The, the smartest parts of my life. Maybe not sexually. Obviously, when you're in your young 30s or late 20s, you're, you're a powerhouse. But even young mid-20s. But not an older person, but you still love it. Your mind knows more. You know what you want. She knows what she wants. If you get the right relationship, it's great. If you don't, get the fuck out. Period. End of story. Don't don't play. Don't do anything. Think about that. And I, and I don't. I don't definitely don't harbor divorce or want people to get divorced. Nothing like that. So, uh, but I do want you to think about that as a person. So. <clears throat> I want to get on about what the big conversation is. And we did talk about two things in the pool a lot. We talk about this guy, uh, uh, Landry, and him not being found, you know, the Gabby Petito case. And people are all spec. You should have seen the speculation. We had about 20 of us in the pool, like, hanging out in a big, big group. And we're trying to talk, but, you know, we are talking to try and everybody 
I love watching groups because not everybody's the one single person. I'm talking to three people. This one's talking to this person. And then you capture a glimpse of that conversation. You turn around and you might listen and then you don't listen. It's, it's just great to observe how everybody communicates it and, and wants to get their message across because everybody had an opinion. Some say he's guilty. Some say the father's guilty. The parents are guilty. I'm, I'm here. I heard everything from he's dead to he's, he's a survivalist and he can be out there to somebody else did it. They don't know. He's distraught. And all I kept thinking is what I said on, on one of my podcasts. We don't know. We all love to speculate. We don't know. And people who start judging on that don't know. Because a lot of people had bad thoughts of this kid. But they don't know the whole story. And might never know the whole story. And who do we do we think we're entitled to know the whole story? That's bullshit. You're not entitled to know anything. It's none of your business. Not your not part of your life. So, but we get we get so into everything in our lives that we have to know the ending. We have to know uh all that kind of stuff. And and it's crazy. And it is really crazy. And I look back at it and I say, I was point on because I did that video a month ago, man. Well, right, whatever it happened. And in the beginning, October, I think sometime, I'm not exact dates, you can look at our playlist. And I talked about that, and it was all coming out in the pool. Not much has changed since then. I mean, I'm surprised about that. I mean, they're going to have to have something, or it's just going to go away. I mean, you can't one indict someone on a murder with nothing. I mean, just saying people because he's missing. That's not going to work. That I can tell you that. So they could just let, let it go. Maybe they know more. I still think they know a lot more, and they're not saying for reasons of they don't want nut jobs coming forward and saying that get all the information and know this and that. And then they start looking at them and they waste man hours and stuff like that. <clears throat> because sadly, that happens all the time. They're crazies. They're, I don't know what the disease, they even have a disease name for it, that they go and they want to be the one that's the one who knows the information or the one in that spotlight or whatever. You know, I don't mind the spotlight. Everybody does, doesn't mind the spotlight, believe me. But to get it like that is crazy. And I, and I often think like that. Are you kidding me? Yes, I do publicity. I do all this kind of stuff. But I, I, me, I'm at that point where I like to have it when you want it and not have it when you don't want it. I know it's tough like that. And that's, you know, I was away. Uh, uh, and it's crazy now with this podcast or even the YouTube. So I got a TSA agent says to me, TSA agent, now remind you, he says, Larry looks at my thing. I had a mask on, and he's and you have to take it off. He goes, "Oh my God, it's you! I watch your videos." This is the TSA agent. <coughs> Excuse me, man. It's inevitable that whatever I do, or wherever I go now, it's kind of not like crazy, of course. But someone will recognize you and say, "Oh, I listen to your videos. I watch. I talk to them all, of course. I usually wear a bracelet." So. I give him a bracelet or something like that. And I gave that guy a bracelet. I did. So, I mean, and listen, he's doing his job. He's a nice guy. You know, he looks at your documents. You're good. Go. And uh, I was thinking about that on the plane. Because I watch these crazy shows on TV, too. I get on these history channels and watch, you know, like plane crash, accident investigations and shit like that. 
And it's crazy about these plane crashes and how they can figure out stuff so well with, I mean, trajectory, the black box, speed, time, people's mentality, everything. And it is just amazing to me that they can do that. And I loved watching the last show I watched. Obviously, it's, it's a little bit tragedy because think about this. There's freaking a lot of people in there on that plane and on that uh, show that are dead. It's not a show that ever has success. Already landed safely and let's figure it out. It's always 20 people died, 8 people died, 12 people died, 14 people died, 80 people, 150. All aboard died. And that's when they put together the thing. But it's still crazy, right? I mean, I think it is. I really do. <coughs> Excuse me again. Like I said, everybody, I'm really, you know, doing this podcast. I, I want to keep continuing doing it. I love going with uh, Ben's and my brother. And Ben's will be back for Monday's podcast. But uh, I enjoy that because I can bounce off. These, I give you my inner thoughts. I don't know what you guys think of these either. You know, I give you what I'm going to bed thinking about. Or what I think about when I'm in my office. What I think about. Uh, how to do content and video with our team and what we do. We take suggestions. I'm giving you my thought. I live in my little, I call it this little office studio, uh, and I like it. I take care of my mom, just to give you a little bit of a, a, a visual. I take care of my mom, who's 88 years old. Now, when I was away, my older sister took care of my mom, but I live with my mom. We live in a, a small house, and... Uh, I built the studio, and that's pretty much where I live, in this studio. I don't mean live. There's not a bed in here or anything like that, but meaning I'm in here all the time. I'm literally in here. Uh, uh, wow. Uh, I'll probably in here 80 hours a week, at minimum 80 hours a week, because I'll get up in the morning. I'll get in here at 7.30, 8, depending on what, what time I go to bed. And when I do that, I'm literally uh, when I when I uh, do that, I go uh, to bed sometimes at two in the morning, three in the morning, and I'm in here all day. I actually catch myself. I say, I don't believe it. I'm I'm literally in here all day long, and it's kind of weird for me. I mean, you know, like I don't have a couch. I don't have something like that. You know, it's not like where you can sit down and do that. I, I'm sitting here and, and in my office. You guys see it on the YouTube. I got the wall with my plaques, my desk, computer area, the conference table right here, a couple of chairs and a bar, of course, and a refrigerator. This is it. This is like I don't have like a couch or a bed you're laying on playing a game. I don't listen. I have a comfortable chair and all that, so I'm happy with all that. There's no question about that. So don't think for a second I'm bitching because I am totally not bitching. In fact, I love it in my office. And people say, you're in there all day. I have a window out the front. Obviously, at night it's closed because you can't see. <coughs> Excuse me, but during the day, the blinds are up. I can look out. I mean, I like to, to look out and work on my computer or work on whatever I got to work on. And, and that's something I like. But uh, so that's my so to speak, if you want to call it life. So I come back, do everything I'm doing, and uh, so I still got to continue, and I'm going to do, do a few things. But the crew, uh, the 
trip to Cancun with 31 friends is still on my mind. And that's that's a, a hard thing. And I try to tell people the hardest part of going away is coming back. And coming back, you know, with being refreshed. Because you're not. You're not refreshed. In fact, you need another day or so. You want to get back when you love what you do. Uh, I did. And I did books. I signed a bunch of books for people, stuff like that. And that went out, and that was all done, and we do that good. You know, we're pretty proficient on how we do things. So I did all that. I had to answer, I think, 500 and change emails that I had to answer. Forget other people. Because pretty much when I go, I go, I'll answer video. Uh, when the video goes up, I'll answer, because I can do that right from the phone. I do it right, right from wherever I'm at. Makes it easy. That's what I like about that. And, I like, and that's what keeps me connected to fans. We're figuring out a time to take a break, like do a total month off or something like that. And we think that will work good. So we're going to do something like that, figure out how to do a whole whole entire you know month, nothing, really rejuvenate and see how it goes. So that that should be fun. And, I, and you know, I, I don't think I... I don't know if I could do that, but we're going to try because you can't expect to keep doing this and putting this kind of workload out and not have a significant break. No TV show does it. No uh, uh, internet stuff. Everybody does it. You have to do something like that to get away because if you can't get away, you're going to end up going crazy inside. As much as you like what you do, you have to like something else. You know, life is about variety. You know, it really is. I really believe that. And, and I think most people do, too, that life is about variety. And a variety of whatever. And, I mean, you know, we talked so much about different topics, the young married couples and stuff like that. And, and if you were in the pool, you, you'd have been like, some. you know, we come up with, with, with ways that makes their marriage work. Like I told one guy, I told this is what I told him exactly. Now, if you're a couple out there, I want you to listen to this. And if you're a single guy or a single girl, I want you to listen to this. And if you got a girlfriend or whatever you got, boyfriend, whatever it is, whatever it is, I want you to go out once a week alone, both of you, meaning this. Whether you go out, you just get married, and you're with your girl, you love her, you tell every Wednesday I'm playing cards or going to the bar and meet friends or whatever you're doing, just you. Stay out as long as you want. Do whatever you want. You come home, and that's great. You get asked you had a good time. That's it. Tell what you want, what you don't want, and do not break that. And they go, what do you mean? I go, the minute you stay home with a girl for, okay, now you don't go out, because you don't want to go out now, but you don't go out It's six hours, you know, six months, eight months. Then all of a sudden, your buddies call you and say, come on out. Then you're going to hear, where you going? Why are you going? You haven't gone in six months. Who are you going with? Why do you want to go with them? And it's bullshit. The women have to realize, or the man, whoever's on whatever end of a relationship, you you have to have space. Remember that. You need space. If you don't get that space, you will fucking implode and go crazy because you'll get sick and tired of that person. And that's not bad. That's just nature. It really is nature. And I look at that and I say to the young kids, just do it. I don't give a shit what you're doing. Another thing, women, don't do this. I gave this advice, and the guy goes, man, that's that's a good one. I go, yeah, if your man or your girl calls you at 1030 at night and says, 
I'm fine, honey. I'll be home whenever. I'm safe. Good night. The other person on the other end should say, have fun, good night, see you whenever. Or not even, nothing derogatory like, oh, you ever coming home? No. Just have fun. Be careful if you need me, I'm here. That's it. Because the minute you call that person and you say, hey, honey, I'm, I'm out with the guys. I'm staying. I'll be out. Oh, who you with? What bar are you going to? What time are you going to be on? Once you do that, it, 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 it's fuck you. I'm not going to call again. If I'm going to get bitched out twice, when I go, when I call you and when I get home, why call you? Just get bitched out once. So women, do not, and I'm going to repeat, do not in any way start any confrontation to anything or whatever it else is with, with uh, when you argue with your guy. If he's going out and he has the respect to call you, do it. Just say, hi, have fun, honey. I hope all, goes work. all works well. And that's it. End of story. The minute, don't, please don't bitch at him. Because that's what happens. People bitch at him and they say, you know, why the fuck should I call you? Period. And, and down and deep, they're saying it right away when they're on the phone. And they want to hang up and some of them do. And now you don't know when they're coming home. When they get home, they go, I don't want to hear this shit. Just respect that he called you. You don't need to be up your man or, 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 or a girl or a guy, vice versa. You don't need to be up their asses all the time. You don't need that. That's what kills relationships. <coughs> Some are saying, look at Larry giving relationship information. He was married twice. Yes, I was. And I'm very good friends with both of my ex-wives. And they'll tell you the way I am. So I think anybody... Every relationship should have communications is the best, but make sure in a big way that you don't fuck those communications up by being the one that's got to be the bitch. Now, you could get mad at somebody do something wrong. Another question I asked these girl, one girl, and you guys are going to laugh, and I don't want you to think bad of me. Of course not. If you're with your girlfriend and... You know, you're with her for five years, seven years, a girl, a guy, and the guy goes to Vegas with friends. He comes home, he feels guilty. He says, I can't help it, honey. I got to tell you, I got a blowjob from a hooker up there during the bachelor party. I had so many girls say, I'd leave him dead. I said, really? He didn't, he's being honest with you. He, I, I don't get that. I said, I, it really baffles my mind why you would say you'd leave him. First of all, men more than even women, or we're very primal. We we want to spread our seed. And I'm, and I'm not supporting jacking off. I'm uh, uh, supporting uh, doing anything. I'm not supporting anything sexual one way or the other. I'm saying we as men are more primal and we want to be the gatherers and hunters and it is what it is. And that's, that's the truth. So I say to him, now listen, you need to work through whatever you go through because guess what? It's going to happen. Second of all, if he's got a, a a woman, you know, hooked up in a hotel or this, or this and it's a relationship, then there's more wrong with your relationship than him just getting a blowjob. It's a real communication effort. It's really bad. And and it's, it you know, you should evaluate your relationship, both of you if that is what's happening, because you're not giving each other what you need deep enough to get to do that. 
Now, obviously, you have to get along with communications, with finances, with sex. You have to get along in all ways. And, and you'll probably grow with that as well. And that's okay, as long as you have the same somewhat basic goals. You know, it's how you get there is one thing. But if you're both, you know, agree that you can have two or three kids and then you work out time, whatever you can do, you work out. Because, it, you know, it takes two to tango. Don't ever blame the one. I, listen, whenever I hear a divorce too, I want you to all think about this. I don't know how many people you know got divorced or been divorced or you heard are getting divorced. Have you ever heard anybody say whose fault it was? Have you ever heard someone, oh, here's John, he was divorced. Did anybody say, hey, John, what did you do? Why did you get divorced? Nobody gives a shit. Nobody cares. There's always, it takes two to tango in a relationship. The girl says, I caught him fucking around or whatever, and the guy can say, yeah, well, that's because I caught you, you know, uh, uh, talking to this guy and whatever, and I thought you were fucking around or whatever. There's always two to tango in a relationship. You know, everyone says, Oh, if you caught your girl fucking around, what would you do to the guy? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Why? He didn't do it. How do you know your girl even said she was in a relationship? How do you know anything? And it, it's not like he's raping her. If he's with that person for, for whatever reason, takes two to tango. Why do I hate the guy? So think about that. And I want women to think about that more than men. Because it happens more than you think. And it's how are you going to handle it. Don't get me wrong. You want a strong husband who's uh, loyal to you and he's dedicated to you and he's, what's that word? Is uh, I don't know. What's that word? Celibate to you. I don't know. Not celibate. It's, uh, I guess loyal. <coughs> Monogamous, but with you. Excuse me. So that's what you want, but is it a reality, and will it happen, everything else? Who knows? And you want the truth? Again, I don't think anybody cares. And I think if we get away from worrying about what everybody thinks and cares, we'll all do a lot better in this crazy world. And what I mean by we all, we're not going to start looking and judging people. So think of that. And I want you to think of that in that, that kind of way, if you can. So we're going to get on. It was funny because in the pool, it was crazy advice. I also had a, uh, 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 I'll tell you what happened. It was really powerful. I, I had a uh, a big uh, a birthday dinner on the beach with white tablecloths and all that. And it was set up so beautiful. This is in Cancun. We had 31 of us. My son, and it was just a really good time. My, all my good, good, good friends were there. And... Uh, so we had 31 of us, and we had a blast. When I tell you, we started out, this is crazy. One time, one day we were took my, I uh, uh, had a, a thong bikini kind of American flag bikini. I look so fucking bad. It's, it's pathetic. But my nephew was there, and he looked good in his. But he's also 20 years younger than me. But anyway, besides that, let me keep going. So they had this beautiful affair on the beach. And I'm talking about a cocktail hour and then a, a, a big dinner and all that. White tablecloths are just beautiful on the beach. I'm, it's nice. And I said, okay, it's going to be a lot of fun. We come down. I had to go up to my room for something. I come down, and it was raining. 
there wasn't no forecast for it. It wasn't in, in the radars. Nothing it was supposed to be a beautiful night. Well, I got to give these people in Cancun credit big time. When I say to you, they went and took the whole party and moved it under like a pavilion where they have the daytime food and stuff. So we were out in the rain and stuff, and they set up the speaker system, and they did everything, and the food and everything. It was really good what they did. I got to give them a lot of credit. So it was really, really good. But what was really powerful during this whole thing was I people that we had a microphone, and they were going around talking about me because it was my, my birthday. I will tell you something. That was the most humbling uh heart-wrenching stuff that I that I heard and I'm so not only appreciative honored uh think of every word everybody what they said and that I think the theme of the thing was that I like to help people and everybody said it in some way or the other because they know me and I do so much and I, they even know how can I do so much well, how do you do that much you know meaning where do you find the time of the day why do you do this a whole bunch of stuff but anyway uh, doing what we're doing. So uh, here we are. And every and that's some people are roasting me. You know how that goes. You know, they talk about funny story they know with Larry. Takes his clothes off, does this, does that, whatever. Sick shit. You know, we all have fun doing. And I said, why did I get this mic? Because I'm, I'm the last to go. You got to remember that. So sure enough, I get the mic at the end. And I couldn't say anything bad as much as it was fun. I could have buried some people there. I couldn't do it. I just, It was too good of an affair to ruin. I, I just said how, how much I love the people in that room. They flew thousands of miles just to celebrate my birthday. I mean, and it was just an all-inclusive. The rooms had suites. They were all honeymoon suites. They had jacuzzis in them and bars in them and couches and you know, it's funny. Everybody laughed because, you know, we'd be in the pool, I told you, all day. On Channel 49 and 50 in this resort is pornographic movies all the time, 24-7, Channel 49 and 50. And I'm talking high-end, classy resort. <coughs> it is an adult resort, meaning uh, no, nobody under 21 is allowed. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. Nobody under 21 is allowed. So you don't have to worry about kids in the pool or anything like that. You don't have to do anything to worry about. So, But it's funny because every single body in that place in the pool knew exactly what Channel 49 and 50. So I was on the way out. I was saying, you know, a lot of fucking must be going on in this place. I mean, just some of the way I thought of it was because I'm looking at whether they're old or young or whoever. You know, it does not matter. Think about that. I had to, you know, it was just crazy. But anyway, I was just like part of this, this trip that will go down and I will never forget about it. I can guarantee you this guy here will never forget his birthday party on October. Oh, listen to this too. So there was a T-shirt somebody had on, Larry's 60th birthday party. Cancun, 2021, October 3rd, 2021. And I'm looking, and Teresa looks, and she, I, I don't remember buying T-shirts. She goes, you didn't. So anyway, 
we go to a restaurant and we hear, you know, Larry birthday party, and I, I, I immediately start going in, and there's another guy that it, they end up. I didn't meet him. They end up the party was for another guy named Larry on October third, same exact year. So I'm going. This is wild. When, how, what's the odds of this happening? We end up meeting in the pool, and I, I look at and we're exact same. Actually, I was two hours older than him. I was born in the morning, like seven thirty something in the morning. He was born at like ten in the morning. So uh, anyway, looking back on the whole thing, what's the weird now? This guy looked like a straight shooter. So now imagine what he's looking at me, not knowing my story now, just that we're born on the same day. If you look at me in a pool and I have no shirt on and on the back of my tattoos got hands breaking bars behind bars and it says live free or die and I have chest tattoos with snakes and diamonds and whatever and, and sleeve tattoos and everything, this guy has to be thinking, you know, what is this? This guy's... Something's not right. This weird, this is just a weird thing. But it was funny because it's not a, it, it was like, I mean, I thought that. I think down deep he had to think that because I always look at people, you know, almost could pick out a New Yorker. I can almost pick out a Midwesterner without even hearing them talk. Of course, when you hear them talk, everybody knows I'm from Brooklyn. <laughs> right away, they say, oh, you're from New York. Yeah, where, you know, Bronx, Brooklyn, oh, Cattell, blah, blah. And, you know, so funny, my son came, and, and I was in the pool with him and his friend Jeff came, and when they walked up, two girls, uh, young girls, because I was telling about my son coming and all that, they said, look at those two New Yorkers. They just looked like New Yorkers, the way they handled And these kids are born and raised in the Bronx, obviously New Yorkers. But it's the way they did it, you know, the way they felt, you know, it was amazing in my mind. But it was crazy. So, but other than that, I had a great, great, unbelievable week in uh, Cancun. I want to thank everybody for coming, all my friends, and you all know who you are. A lot of them don't even listen. Some do, pieces, I think. But if they hear it, maybe this is a about the, uh, uh, they'll understand that. But anyway. I hope everybody has a great day today. I'm going to cut this one short because of my voice. You all know that. I want to see everybody have a good time. Please comment. Email me, Larry at realitycheckprogram.com. I'll talk about the podcast, what you want to hear. We're doing more stuff. So I'll be back Monday with Ben's. We'll have a good show. And you guys have a great, great day. Stay strong, everybody. Much love. Much respect. Larry out.